Shall we begin? You are listening to Slice Radio, helping you slice through the noise and to better connect with the people most important to your business. Slice Radio is made possible by Simple Mind Inc., a consultancy that makes the value of complex businesses crystal clear. And now, here are your hosts, Todd Schnick and Michael Taylor. Good morning and welcome back to Slice Radio. I'm your host, Todd Schnick, joined by my friend and colleague, Michael Taylor. Good morning, sir. Looking forward to this one. Yeah, good morning, Todd. I am too. Well, this is episode six, and as promised, it's getting out of me Tooville. This promises to be very informative. Michael, however, before we go there, remind the audience about the mission and purpose of Slice Radio. Well, after spending 20 years going in and out of, gosh, maybe hundreds of businesses, I found that the biggest cost to business, especially B2B businesses with complex offerings, is confusion. If customers are confused, sales costs go up, your effort goes up, but your return on that effort goes down, and that affects everything. And so the biggest tool in reversing confusion is great communication. And so we're here to help people do that better. Yep. Well, you said one of the biggest problems in business is confusion, and I suspect that today's subject uh, feeds a lot of that, this idea. But what do you mean when you say getting out of me Tooville? What is me Tooville? Well, I started to say that as a joke when we first would sort of brief with clients is that, hey, you're stuck in me Tooville. And, and you know, we would just eight out of 10 times, it's like, hey, man, we're, you know, we do all these things. We go out, we communicate, we sell like this. This is on our website. But you know what? It looks like everybody else's. Everybody's saying the same thing. And, and that, in fact, is probably 80% of the businesses are saying just about exactly what the others are. Well, I used to do an exercise with my clients where I would take the mission and purpose pages of all competitive websites and put a piece of paper over the header. And in essence, the words were the same for every competitor. Yes. That's me too, Bill, right? That's me too, Bill. And, you know, obviously, like many things, it's perpetrated by this networked world we're in, which in some ways is beautiful, but it's also a curse, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody's looking at everybody's stuff and they're lifting it. And I think in many cases, they're lifting it without even knowing it. Probably. Right? Because they've heard it a thousand times. So part of the problem is then when you do this, you have a stale message. Yep. So how do you break away from a stale message? I think the first really simple thing is to untether yourself from mass articulations. And what I mean by that is... is, is you It's know, a weasel, isn't it? Oh, yeah. That's a big weasel. Man, you <laughs> caught me, didn't you? Well, but, this is working. But this what, show's working. It is. I'm learning. So, um, but what do you mean by that? You know, a way to find out if you're, if you're uh, saying the same thing everybody else is. That's better, isn't it? Yes. It's better. Non-weasel way. Is just go on Google. You know, I remember back in the early days of CRM, we were heavily involved with uh, some companies that did that. And we realized that when we, we, you know, just out of curiosity, we Googled CRM, we had 90 million returns. And we thought that sparks nothing. You can't compete with 90 million others. It's 90 million. So, you know, a simple way to get out there is just to Google it and see. And, you know, there's another tool. It's like the best hundred bucks I've spent so far it's called grammarly oh yeah and it's a a great writing tool you just go in and it catches all sorts of stuff but one thing it does catch which i think is really interesting in this on this point is it has a a feature you can turn on called plagiarism and i absolutely love it because it can catch you writing stuff you've seen and heard before and it'll show you where it came from i'll be darned so between Google and a tool like Grammarly, you can find out if your message is stale. Well, we'll link up to Grammarly in the show notes. But what I think you're saying, Michael, 
is that for you to get out of Me Tooville and to break this mold and not be stale in your messaging, you have to become buzzword non-compliant. <laughs> That's right. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. That's right. Buzzword not compliant. Even if it's great, wonderful language, if 10,000 people are doing it, it's nothing, right? It's like you don't exist. All right. So become buzzword non-compliant. Google's a great tool and for a lot of reasons. It can be very valuable in seeing if the words and messaging you're using uh, are being used by everyone else, which means you're in Me Tooville. And then Grammarly. We'll link up to that in the show notes, as I said. There's a second thing you've talked about where you can actually borrow an approach from singing. What do you yeah. mean by that? Yeah, well, first of all, I promise you I'll never sing here, oh, thank uh, you. but I can tell you that I've taken quite a few singing lessons, and the holy grail of singing is finding your voice. You hear that a lot. Yeah. So you what, you, what that? does that mean? Well, what it means is, is when you finally hit that point, and it takes some time, you can be a technically perfect singer, but absolutely unmoving. You can get up and hit every note. Per- Matter of fact, I, I have no problem doing that. However... The voice part is when you bring people to tears and you move them because what comes out of you is you. And I think it's a good analogy for communications because when communications strip away all that Me Tooville stuff, all that buzzword stuff, and you just let whatever is purely your culture, you as a person, you as a company, whatever it come out, it is fresh. It is different. You start to use different language. So I think it, you know, it's a, reasonable analogy. I, I think, think it's fascinating because just to recap and what you what you said was you could be technically perfect in singing an opera or whatever but it's an un, it's a forgettable performance but you could be less technical but so different unique and fresh that it is memorable and that's what you're that's what you're striving for right? Exactly. And we're in this highly technical world, right? So we start to adopt the language of software and we forget we're all humans. Yeah. What do we connect with? Who do we do business with? Who do we like to be around? Who you know? It's human things, and and I'm not saying this is a fluffy you know big hug exercise. I'm just saying that there are things in all of us, all of our businesses and organization that are purely us, and we're so afraid to let that show because we think it's unprofessional. But the people that know you and do business with you know those things, so. Start to look for that. What is your voice, right? Well, Keith Richards doesn't necessarily have a great singing voice, but I think it's fair to say he sold a few a few records. Exactly. All yep. right. So another area that I've heard you talk about that's intriguing and I want to understand more is that the mind is differential. What do you mean by that? Well, we're, you know, without going into this evolution stuff, and I know I did that earlier, but our minds, because they're overwhelmed, right? There's too much coming at us. Too much noise. We can't acknowledge every single thing that come to our senses, right? So what we do notice is something different, right? I'm not saying gimmicky because that looks the same too. Some Lots of, these of do, gimmicks out there, right? There's a lot of gimmicks and we go, oh yeah, the same dress, different color. Here it comes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about something that's purely fresh. Could be the way it's delivered. Could be the idea, whatever, but it's fresh. So our minds naturally gravitate towards something that's new and novel. And that's what, and they, you know, the, I guess the neuroscience word is it's differential. Okay. It, right. All right. So again, it goes back to that neuroscience thing that our mind is just naturally seeking out something unique and fresh. And yet most of our communication is anything but. So, yeah. okay. That sounds, sounds good. How do I actually do that? Give me some advice. Well, here's how you don't do it by using words like disruptive and innovation, right? You need to just do that. So whatever it is that's in your sauce that is you, that is unique. And, you know, 
this is a great exercise, not just for communication. It's a great exercise I did with my business. Matter of fact, these messaging things turned into like us having to figure our business out if it wasn't differentiated. Mm -hmm. Because really, if you don't have that, it's tough. I mean, it's really tough to grow if that's what you want to do. So you don't do it by saying you're different. (laughs) You have to find out what's different and deliver that as clearly as humanly possible. There's also value in talking to people outside of your industry too, yeah? That's right. It's great to have someone outside your industry, outside your peer group, even outside your client realm to sort of play back to you what they understand. How many times have you had somebody, you're sitting here talking about what you're doing and you're going on and on and they play it back to you really in a cool way. You almost say, and I've had it done to me where I I just wanted to write it down. I was like, wow, you put it so much better than I ever have, right? Do that. Just do it intentionally. You know, another thing is, is just interrogate your communication, right? Build it from the outside in. Answer some questions. Why should I care? And make yourself the customer. I am the customer. Why should I care? What can you teach me, right? People are averse to selling. We want to learn something, right? We will accept that you are marketing something, but not if the information itself is useless to Mm -hmm. us. So what are you teaching me? Where will this take me? What journey are we going on? And when I get there, what does it look and feel like? This is where we talked, you know, we talked earlier about painting some pictures with words. How do I know that you know what it's like to stand in my shoes? So those are some good ways to interrogate it. And it will slowly just, as you start to answer them and tweak your communication, you'll start to see that freshness that come out comes out of it. Yeah. Well, those questions you just ran through are very obvious questions, but it seems to me it's staggering how many organizations don't ask that about what they're doing, what their message is. They don't because they're inside out. And we've all done this. We sit in boardrooms or our conference rooms and we all sit around violently agreeing on what our message is. And (laughs) there's no outside influence. Yeah. It reminds me of that game you played as a kid where you would uh, be in a circle and person one would utter some sentence and they would go around the room repeating it and how different it would be when it came back. You may assume that your message is clearly understood by the marketplace, but chances are it's not. And it's invaluable to ask someone, well, what did you hear? I just told you what we do. What resonated with you? Because that informs where you are or where you aren't. That's right. And your safest assumption, especially if you do what we've all done, we sit in with our company people in a room and decide what we're going to say. If you've done that, your safest assumption is that it is not clear. Yeah, good point. All right, well, Michael, it's time for the weasel of the week. Remind the audience, what exactly is a weasel? Well, the weasel is the uh, communicating the perception of saying something significant without actually saying anything at all. <laughs> <laughs> the definition is funny, let alone some of the weasels. All right, so what have you got for us this week? Well, I'm going to weasel out a little bit of our weasel word by doing an anti-weasel. An if you, anti-weasel. Will you allow me to do that? Absolutely. Because, you know, I, I tell you, it's really easy to pluck examples of bad communication. And yeah, we're all having a good time and all that. But I also think it's good to like show some examples of the opposite, right? So I'm always writing stuff down, as you know. And I write down the bad stuff, but I also write sentences that I thought or statements. I think, wow, that's really beautiful, right? Mm -hmm. So can I read a few? Absolutely. Okay. So this is by a guy who sort of sets the stage for why you should read his financial advice book. His name's Dave Ramsey. And I just, to me, it's like, One sentence does it. We buy things we don't need with money we don't have to impress people we don't like. (laughs) Man, I want to read the book right now. I I love it. I love it. What else you got? Okay. This one is by John Maxwell. He's a, a leadership author. 
you cannot overestimate the unimportance of practically everything. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Um, And there's this other author, and I think it was for a book I read called Brief, but he said, this book is Six Sigma for your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. All right. Well, those are our, quote, anti-weasels of the week. It's all the time we have for today. Stay tuned for Episode 7, Visual Communications Without Visuals. All right, Michael, before we go, how can people contact you should they have questions? They can just come to the website and find me there. It's uh, simplemindinc.com, or you can just email me at uh, michael.taylor at simplemindinc.com. All right. On behalf of my co-host, Michael Taylor, I am Todd Schnick. We'll see you next time on Slice Radio. Slice Radio.